0: Hello, listeners. Dan Kowalski with the Alaska Story Project. And I'm recording this as we're sliding towards the winter solstice, the shortest day of the year, and also sacred celebrations that are concurrent with this time of year. It's a time of uh, reflection, much hopefulness for the longer days. (laughs) I imagine. Around the equinox, the spring equinox, we're at the latitude up in southeast Alaska. We're gaining five minutes of daylight each day, which means in a week, it's over a half an hour of more daylight, and that brings so much energy. It is a time for reflection, and some of that is uh, hosted or sponsored by a, a couple of things that are nearby here. One is a a very short poem, if you will, or a a sentiment uh, that a friend gave me. It reads this way. There's nothing like finding just the right place to set your anchor for the night. Sitting back and settling into yourself. Let the wilderness seep in until there is nothing left of you. And another one, Uh, this from the uh, foreword by Gretel Ehrlich in an Orion book that a a friend gave me, and she ends the foreword this way. She says, the way, and she capitalizes way, which uh, harks back to the Tao Te Ching. The way has always been right here, under our feet, and with self-discipline and new eyes, we might be lucky enough to experience what Wendell Berry called coming into the peace of wild things. So yes, Wendell Berry, the peace, the peacefulness of wild things. And that thought brings to mind a story that I'd like to share with you. It was September. I was up at the cabin late afternoon, early evening, and (laughs) what seems to be a corollary of Murphy's Law, I am and we are very much aware of at the cabin, and that is, if you're doing something, and it could be cooking or fixing something or building something, chances are there's a very important item or ingredient that you absolutely need, and... It's not at the cabin, it's out at the boat. And with Murphy's Law, vice versa, if you're working on the boat, that important thing is at the cabin. So, used to that. late, Late afternoon, early evening, low light, the gloaming, as Henry David Thoreau might write, and I needed something at the boat, so... Put on my wool coat and head out to the inflatable, which was on a haulback at low tide. Zoomed out to the boat, got whatever it was that I needed, climbed back in the inflatable and came back to shore. Secured the inflatable, started up the beach, so maybe 75 feet to the cabin, and stopped short because up. Near the cabin was a beautiful huge 5-point buck and his running partner a yearling. And so I stopped and he was looking at me, he wasn't moving much, and I said to him, "Hey buck, what are you doing? It's hunting season right now." And Buck, you've got to be careful. This you you look like to many people up here like a winter's worth of meat. So what are you doing? You've got to be careful here. And he continued to look at me. And then he did something that astounded me. That big wild creature lay down. He laid down in front of the cabin. And so fairly thunderstruck, I walked up diagonally around the back of the cabin and quietly, respectfully slipped into the cabin and looked down at the buck and his running partner, Buddy, there. And he seemed very content to lay in the grass in front of the cabin, and he'd chew some and look around some, and he seemed very relaxed. And now to this day, I wonder what the hell happened there? How did that go down? What was the transaction? What was the communication if that's even close to the right word. And I know that in neurobiology, neurophysiology, they use the word mechanism quite a lot because science likes to know the mechanism behind a phenomenon so that it can be tested, it can be verified, hypothesis can be proven. But that idea, that notion, that word, doesn't come close at all to explaining what happened there. And some of the New Age language may come a little closer, but oh my gosh, I, I'm at a loss for words, language that would explain it. Uh, maybe the buck understood and there was a corresponding vibe between us but I don't know. He felt safe. And how did he know that? So, to this day, that encounter has been welded into my memory, and it was a very strong and vivid encounter with something very wild and quite beautiful. (laughs) ¶¶ So there's a story of a wild encounter with a wild animal, a beautiful creature. And a reflection on hunting, I have great, great respect for hunters. Uh, certainly Richard Nelson has written eloquently about hunting. Gary Snyder has reflected that uh, ancient hunters were some of the first who dropped into a state of mind a state of presence that is not unlike meditation through the ages uh Hank Lentfer has also spoken very eloquently about his relationship with hunting so great respect for that kind of engagement trophy hunting i don't know about that i don't understand it doesn't feel right another thing to share would be some of the, some of the writing that uh, was part of a collaboration with Kurt Holting resulting in a series of filmmaking projects and a DVD back in the day when something that we call Deep Presence. And so I'll read from the, uh, the liner notes, if you will, from Deep Presence. Deep Presence is about exploring our human relationship with the natural world. Through our work, we've come to believe that wildness is a process and not a place. The wild is not some far-off place. It's always near at hand, at the heart of the living world. We are never at a distance from the wild because it encompasses our whole life. As Paul Shepard declared, quote, we can't go back to nature because we never left it, End quote. Nothing stands alone. We're in relationship with everything that sustains us. There is no separation. As John Muir said, everything is hitched to everything else. How we treat the living world is ultimately how we treat ourselves the environment is inside as well as outside. The wild processes that we observe in the world around us also anchor our human genetic legacy. This includes the inner habitat of body, mind, and spirit. In the words of Scott Russell Sanders, we are quote, living repositories of wildness. The human mind, is wild habitat. The activity of mind wells up out of what Gary Snyder has called our, quote, inner wilderness areas. This is a place of the muse, the place of awe, terror, and sensual delight. This inner habitat of heart and mind can never be domesticated or exhausted. It will always remain essentially wild. Poetry is the wild edge of language. Like any ecosystem, language has its edges, its boundary zones where energy is exchanged, where continuity is broken, and contrasts are most vivid. Poetry operates at the wild edge of language evoking possibilities of direct experience that lie always beyond the limits of words. So tip of the hat to Kurt Holting, who continues to write and work those wild edges and was part of the Alaska Story Project podcast number five. Another writer, poet, editor, working those wild edges of language is Fisher poet Holly Hughes, a contributor to Alaska Story Project podcast number four. And Holly Holly's recent book, Hold Fast, is a wonderful anthology of some of her writings, both older and quite recent. And so here is an excerpt from podcast number 4 where Holly and I talked about Hold Fast and some of her poetry.
1: This is a good opportunity to read the the opening epigraph which really sort of anchors the book for me or anchors, I guess, what I was, you know, trying to weave together. And it's a it's a couple sentences, couple lines from a writer I greatly admire, both as a writer and as a, a person, Kathleen Dean Moore. But she asked the question, what will we cling to in the confusion of the tides? What structures of connection will hold us in place? And I remember reading reading her book. I've read all of her books, and just really kind of being caught by that question: what What will we cling to in the confusion of the tides? What structures of connection will hold us in place? And I began to think more about what has what holds me. When, and of course, the obvious things come to mind: family, friends, but also the land, you mm-hmm. know, community. Um, my elders and so it just became an opportunity to go back through some of my poems some of which had been written when I was going through hard times Mm. but also look at kind of a parallel level of you know our country's going through some pretty hard times and what do we need to be holding fast to and so I was answering it for myself you Mm -hmm. know personally but also, I think, just acknowledging what's happening in the world as well. You bet. Yeah. So I think it comes back to where we started, you know, with that whole idea of, of paying attention and being present in our to our own lives, also to the world and mm-hmm. to what's happening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we really can't afford to do the ostrich any longer. So maybe a, a good ending poem might be to to end with a poem I wrote that it's it's called Credo um, and I think it gets at some of these these ideas a little bit. Credo Make a place for the glint in the seal's eye that second before he rolls back his slick head slip silent beneath the surface Make room for the shimmer of salmon splitting the sun leaping for the stream of her birth even knowing what's ahead. Carve out a corner for the crab who grasped the blade of the cleaver that sliced him in two, wouldn't let go. That light, dazzling dark sea ahead, remember it. Remember how it seeps from billowing cumulus when you least expect, or how the sun finds the crack in the horizon's solder to empty its cargo at dusk, slick sheen across the water. How the green spinning earth and blue brimming sea go on and on, even when we're not looking. And that perhaps, if we can pay attention for even a second, remember just this. It may not make us whole, but it could be a good place to begin. Yes. Yes.
0: So, a uh, shout out to Christian Arthur for his exceptional music and many thoughts. Gratitude for connection, big gratitude for healthcare workers, and to the extent that it's true, a nod to our shared intention for healing and well being all in a full embrace of this time of year thanks for listening be well